Hello and welcome to the Ducks Never Waver Lunch Break, where you get food for thought and can rejuvenate to sally forth. Join the dynamic duo, Edwin and Megan, as they explore topics of gravitas and pomp brought to the brink of absurdity and thrown off, down, down, down the precipice of ridiculousness. What do you guys think of the saying that keeps popping up that um, live the days that you want and that will be the life that you want? Something along those lines of like the life that you want is made up by the days. Yeah. And to me, like that's completely terrifying because I don't know what kind of life I want. And so then to have 365 days in a year to make up your life that you want but you don't know what you want and you don't know how to make the day be what you want it to be and so you just like try to exist it's like to me it's panic inducing it's 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 one of those things where it's like somebody says it and you're like oh okay sure but like when you dig into it it's like it's not a particularly helpful saying um like i really try to like it i guess the idea is like don't live in the now darling but like I don't know how to live in the now. Do you ever... I have it this time of year. I also hate this time of year. Because if there's a sunny day and I'm not outside in the sunny day because I feel lousy or whatever, I don't want to be in 50 degree weather, whether Mm -hmm. it's sunny or or not. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've wasted the existence of the day. (laughs) And I feel like I didn't enjoy it enough. Same thing like with the fall colors. I'm like, my eyeballs could not suck it in enough. I could not fully appreciate it. Like, do you ever have that feeling... Like, when you're in a moment yeah. of, like, like you know, like, when you're traveling or whatever, and you're like, I'm trying to suck it up, but I, like, I can't soak all the things in, and I feel like I'm missing out, even though I'm right here, right now. Do you, you not? Know, you, no, I absolutely have that, but I don't see it as a bad thing. I see it as a good thing, because then it shows me that there's more to this life yet. It's just, yeah, another failure, failure of mine. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you suck. One big um, failure. You don't seem to appreciate. I can't the fact even that, enjoy the good things enough. Yeah. Well, for me, what I like, what I see is that I try to be cognizant in the moment of the fact that I'm trying to take it in. Yeah. And realizing that I can't take it all in. So, like when we went to Greece, it was like it was just really. It felt like it gave the space to realize how how finite I am and how infinite God is in, in His wisdom and how He's created. Uh, creation with so many depths like that it reflects his even though it's created in finite creation it feels like it reflects the fact that the maker is infinite yeah and yet because of that and you can't soak it all in all those things end up just feeling very ordinary like i don't know like i felt like when we went to brazil and like i emptied my bank account to go to brazil for two weeks i was like just vibe I'm like yeah this is like home like I don't really I just it felt very normal and like even now like the memories I have of it it's just like any other visiting people memory it's not like Brazil you know and I felt like it would be like Brazil and then I just no I'm like I don't know like you would just think people like wow because I say yeah I went to Brazil and they're like wow and I'm like if you're willing to go on a long airplane flight that's where you'll be. (laughs) The feeling that there is too much to fully take in. Yeah. It's a very human experience and that's, that's And I always feel like I'm missing out like incessantly. Like I've always been the impatient person and rushing. And part of the reason why is that I just always have this feeling that I'm going to miss something. And it's not FOMO. Like it's not like, Oh, they're having a fun time without me. Mm -hmm. It's, I don't want to miss the wonderful thing because I know that these things are fleeting mm-hmm. and I don't want to be sleeping on it. Yeah, but sleeping can be the wonderful thing. <laughs> Not for me. What do you mean? All the times that I miss like big parties and like, you know, f- friends and family gatherings that I actually wanted to be at, I always fell asleep because I was sick. Oh. And then you wake up and everybody's like, oh, we had a wonderful time. <laughs> But don't feel bad. It wasn't that wonderful. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but I wanted to be with my, 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 
um, adopted family. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, and then every time I was with actual people I didn't like, I stayed awake. <laughs> that's the fight or flight response. You can't... I think that's what it is. Like, you're relaxed. You're like, I'm happy to be with these people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the fear of missing out. I, I don't know. I, I've come to realize that those things are supposed to drive us to look towards eternity for when we'll have enough time to take everything in. Yeah. Cause I think that's, but yeah, like, but that's, that's the artist's soul in you, Megan. That's trying to take everything in. And see like, like what I mean life. by like fear of missing out, like I'm talking about like the glint of sunlight on a bird that landed on the fence at that moment. Like that's the sort of stuff that I'm fearing of missing out. It's not yeah. like the parties and the, you know, like, oh, if you had been there, you would have been included in this. Like, yeah. That's, that's I, not really what I mean. Like, I mean, like, just, like, every, like, moment. Well, sure. I remember going on road trips and not falling asleep in the car as a kid yeah. because I wanted to see it all. I wasn't... Yeah, I wasn't trying to be petulant. I, I no. just I just wanted to see everything, and we might go through another tunnel. <laughs> and the fact of the matter is, is, like... When you're young, you just think that tunnels just appear kind of out of nowhere. Oh yeah, there's and, no like, rhyme there's or no reason. rhyme or reason like when this tunnel. I always show thought up. they should have put more in, <laughs> right? Because I didn't understand yeah. that you had to have like a mountain that they tunneled through, right? And that usually they just would try to go around it if it was yeah. you know that's cheaper. But I was just like, hey, let's throw another one in. It was yeah. fun. <laughs> I also like it because there's controlled traffic. Like, you go... We went in... I think with Norfolk, you go under... Because they have, like, the dock for all the army... Yeah. The Navy. Yeah. The Navy stuff. In the Navy, yes, you can sail the seven seas. In the Navy, yes, you can put your mind at ease. In the Navy, come on now, people, make a stand. In the Navy. And so you go actually under. Oh, cool. The water. Yeah. But it's like you stick in your lane, you have to go this speed limit, you do not stop, you do not like they have all these rules. Yeah. So that there's not an accident in the mm. tunnel. And I'm mm. like, see We if can we, do this. We can do it. Yes, we can only do it for two minutes at a time, <laughs> but we can do it. <laughs> it was so nice. Wait a second. Following distance works. <laughs> what? The thing that they teach you over and over when you're learning how to drive. You mean speeding up and slamming on your brakes is not a good <laughs> idea? Going oh. to consistent speed? I just have to laugh. Like, for me, it is so much more enjoyable to drive at a slower but more consistent speed. Yeah, same. Like, the difference between going 75 and always having to be accelerating and slowing down, yeah. accelerating, slowing down, cutting lanes, yeah. as opposed to going 68 and just being able to go 68 the yeah. whole time. But it's hard, though, because nobody else is maintaining, because you think you find somebody who's like-minded, and you yeah. crawl behind yeah. them, and you're like, I will be behind you. Yeah. You seem valid. Yeah. And then they slow down. Yeah. What's oh, up God. with that? I've noticed something about the podcast is that I say, I think, and it's not as annoying as I thought it would be. For me to say, I think. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I I've noticed up, that a lot more people, like highly educated people, ha- say it. I, I think. I think in their writings as well. Yeah. I was like, ha ha ha, Mrs. Dewitt would be angry. That is a D paper. Yeah. No, because like that's why right away what I think of. Yes. Is that that's the worst thing you could possibly well, say? I I think. Sorry, I did it again. I posit that... <laughs> I put forward to you. <laughs> I extend forth the idea <laughs> that perhaps the way you say I think and the context in which you say I think mm-hmm. is what is important. Mm-hmm. You are not necessarily devaluing your position and making it weaker by saying I think, depending on how well you back it up. Yeah, and, I, and it's it's more of a way to say my, my thought on this is. Yes. Right, because a think is a thought. I think so. <laughs> you have that world-weary look on your face. What's wrong? 
I'm just trying to gather my thoughts together. I was, I was briefly thinking like maybe we could expound upon encouragement tonight. Mm, because I would I was, like to be encouraged. Exactly. Were you thinking that? Because I have been miserably sick. I, like well, beyond my normal miserably sick. I think... There we go again. <laughs> um, the idea of encouragement and exhortation and exaltation mm. were all rattling around in my head a little bit. Mm-hmm. How the word encourage, is it kind of a compound word that has the mm-hmm. word courage, courage in there? In it it means to, to in, 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 um, instill courage yeah. into another. Yeah. And I thought, like, that's, that's such a beautiful word. Yeah. And then such a beautiful idea that you can bring your courage to somebody else. And then that made me think of, we recently saw El Cid. Mm. And the question is, where where do you find your courage? Like, that that's his, his wife, uh, Shemaine, asks him that. Because he, he, he is the embodiment of courage. And what happens when he's wounded in, in the battle, all of a sudden, all his soldiers, they lose courage. Mm-hmm. And, and there's this argument that they can go and fight without you. And he says, no, they've made me their heart. Yeah. He is the source of their courage. Yeah. Because at, at one point he says, every man must find courage from a source. It can be all different sources but Mm -hmm. you get the feeling that he's instilled with courage that his source of courage is something that is the pure idea of what is noble and what is right Mm -hmm. and doing that but then the other people around him are not as noble as they ought to be Mm -hmm. including the king yeah and so everybody draws upon the ideal of courage embodied in El Cid as their own courage and well, to bring it back to King Arthur. No. <laughs> yeah, please do. Well, no, I mean, it sounds like an Arthurian type where where it's it's that uh, the king is looking for the higher things. Like he's the one who's like, oh, you have to go get the grail and you have mm-hmm. to go like he's looking for these higher purposes mm-hmm. and yet it's people are like, I'm part of the round table because of King Arthur. Like right. I'm They've attached themselves themselves to Arthur and then they do it because of Arthur. Whereas like Arthur has to find his motivation from something else. Yes. And Uh, that's what being, that's what being a leader is. Yeah. And the, the whole idea of, of a leader is to try to attain something more noble and loftier for, for the soul. Mm -hmm. And basically bring that back down to earth. So encouragement. It's interesting that you were talking about higher ideals because, like, I scratched a note. It was like encouragement is not just a uh, raw rawing of the status quo. It is a quickening of the soul to a higher ideal, and that's what encouragement is. Because whenever you encourage some somebody, you're you're telling them to see outside the storm of their life, look beyond the now, yeah. and look and look beyond yourself and take courage in that. And that's what Henry V's speech is about mm-hmm. on St. Crispin's Day, mm-hmm. right? We few, we happy few, we band of brothers. We'll look back on this day knowing that we screwed our courage to the sticking place and we would not fail because of that bond that we have that is bigger than each individual man. A fighting man. They have full three score thousand. That's five to one. Besides, they are all fresh. It is a fearful odds. Oh, that we now had here. But one ten thousand of those men in England that do no work today. What's he that wishes so? My cousin Westmoreland? No, my fair cousin. If we are marked to die, we are enough to do our country loss. And if to live, the fewer men, the greater share of honor. God's will, I pray thee, wish not one man more. Rather, proclaim it, Westmoreland, through my host, that he which hath no stomach to this fight 
let him depart. His passport shall be made and grounds for convoy put into his purse. We would not die in that man's company that fears his fellowship to die with us. This day is called the Feast of Crispian. He that outlives this day and comes safe home will stand at tiptoe when this day is named and arouse him at the name of Crispian. He that shall see this day and live old age will yearly, on the vigil, feast his neighbors and say, tomorrow is Saint Crispin's. Then will he strip his sleeve and show his scars and say, these wounds I had on Crispin's day. Old men forget, yet all shall be forgot, but he'll remember with advantages what feats he did that day. Then shall our names, familiar in their mouths as household words, Harry the King, Bedford and Exeter, Warwick and Talbot, Salisbury and Gloucester, be in their flowing cups freshly remembered. This story shall the good man teach his son, and Crispin Crispian shall ne'er go by from this day to the ending of the world. But we in it shall be remembered. We few, we happy few, we band of brothers. For he today that sheds his blood with me shall be my brother. Be he ne'er so vile, this day shall gentle his condition. And gentlemen in England, now abed, shall think themselves accursed they were not here, and hold their manhoods cheap, whilst any speaks that thought with us upon St. Crespin's Day! Right? So that's, yeah. that's what he did there is... And don't you want to be part of that story? Yes, to exactly. To sit back on St. Crispin's Day, and I was there yes. with that person, and that person, and that yes. person. These wounds I got in St. Crispin's Day. Day. Yes. Yeah. And I think that it's just, it's so amazing that we can be encouraged. Mm-hmm. And then and then you look to, to the ultimate encouragement of Christ. Encouragement has to do with leadership too, because you have to go before the person to encourage mm. them. So it's a little bit of like, follow me. Or let us go together. Sometimes it's yeah, let us go together, but, but, but together it is very much me. the same idea. So, Megan, how can I encourage you <laughs> in your life? Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's the hard thing is, like, you can say, like, oh, you'll get over it, <laughs> right? I try right. not to say that. But, I'm, but, like, that's the thing. Like, that's the kind of, like, seems encouraging to say, like, this will... Move it's not very Mighty small comfort it's I find. not very inspiring so like like you said like actually like true encouragement there is that idea of not inspiring but like bringing i think it is inspiring. i guess maybe it is inspiring like bringing to focus again like reinvigorate the excitement of those higher ideals like bring you outside of yes your, but i think encouragement is bringing you outside of yourself yes and it is making you see the value point and meaning of your suffering yeah it's not negating your suffering yeah. it's to say your suffering fits Has inside meaning. a framework of meaning yeah because suffering feels very meaningless well that's partly what makes it suffering as soon yeah, as, as soon as yeah. yeah right yeah because as soon as something has meaning and purpose yeah it we enjoy it, it a lot more it, it's it can be gruesome and unbearable but yeah. it's not quite suffering yeah right it's yeah or it's it's it goes from suffering to sacrifice i maybe sacrifice is the suffering you take on willingly i think that's too like that helplessness of like i didn't choose this this isn't yeah. what i you know this yeah. wasn't in my plans this is not yeah. what i wanted I wasn't going to be sick this week yeah. and not hang out with my friends and go and travel. and Yeah. That, that, it, it also, what's frustrating about suffering is that it shows you how weak and important you are yeah. in, a, in, in acting your well, exigency. It, I mean, like, not only is the suffering meaningless, it shows you how meaningless you are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you are so you small. You worm, you slime, you, <laughs> you know, you upstart kind of feel like you're floating midair and you're not connected you're just kind of like in this this soup of meaninglessness 
yeah. And, and yet, uh, yeah, discomfort as well. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny to, to say, like, because I'm thinking of how to encourage you mm. and then how to tell other people how to encourage. But I don't think that encouragement is a formulaic lane, like a, a multi-step it's process. It's Because it, I think life is too complex for that. It is, and each person is, is going through something different, but yeah. I do think anchoring it in that Jesus went on the same road that you have gone, and yet he was blameless, like that he took on all of this suffering. Like He, he was su- truly sacrificial. Yeah, well, and that he suffered in every respect that we can possibly suffer. Mm-hmm. Like, you suffer physical pain and betrayals and lies and slander like any possible hurt yeah, that betrayal. we go through yeah he went through and he didn't deserve any of it right and i think anchoring your encouragement in the gospel and that and also just the promise of like who god is and what he has done for his people throughout history yeah because that's that's what gives it meaning yeah, exactly. That that yeah. puts your your story, your life, in it, perspective of God's story. Of, and it of connects who, it to yeah, yeah the, the truest is. story. Yeah. And that's what keeps it also from becoming a pat answer. Like just yeah, just do this, right? Because it still acknowledges the suffering. Yeah, and the hurt and the pain. Now I can say a lot of times you don't want to hear it. Like, that's a hard thing, too. Yeah, there's a lot of people who don't want to be encouraged. Yeah, and it can, And I think that's because maybe... Because you want to... Like, like, like we touched on a second... Like, I don't know if we made this point strongly enough. So if we did already, I apologize for my redundancy. But in a certain sense, I think to be encouraged takes you, the sufferer, outside of yourself. Yes. Suffering kind of caves you inward... And to have someone encourage you or to be encouraged by what, by some other means, mm-hmm. um, you have to be looking out of yourself. Exactly. You have to look outside of what you're feeling and what you're experiencing. And what's really interesting about that is that sometimes if you are the one encouraging, you can find that you have encouraged yourself. Oh, the, almost the best way to be encouraged is, is to go, go out, out and, and encourage, encourage somebody. Absolutely. Right? Because the act of encouraging somebody, it takes you out of yourself. Oh, I know. And, like, what's, what's, like, one thing that people, like, complain about all the time or feel down about? Like, oh, I don't have any friends. I don't have any real connections. Oh, all that. Which is very human because we, we, we are just disjointed and, like, to feel connected. Feeling- again, is, is hard. Is also overrated. But, well, <laughs> in my okay. opinion, but like, okay, but like, let's say like, oh, poor me. Yeah. I don't have friends or whatever. Well, the best way to do it is to actually like go out and look for somebody that you can befriend or do something in a community, like some sort of service. Like even if you're like scooping soup for somebody. Or, yes. You well, know what I mean? Like that makes you, that will make you feel more connected than if somebody else came over and try to yeah. buck you up and say, yeah. no, you have friends. We're right here. Who, You know, like, yeah. that's not going to make you feel like you have friends. It's not going to make you feel connected. No. Because let's experience, let, let's dive into the disassociation and the, the disconnectedness that humanity feels from mm-hmm. what itself. Mm-hmm. That is because of what Adam did in the garden. Yeah. He, he broke the covenant, the close relationship he had with his wife and with God. Ain't no use driving. Ever since then, it's been almost impossible for us to feel like we're connected to the other person because the other person is always trying to get the fruit. Yeah. And we're trying to get the fruit. Yeah. And guess what? Neither one of us deserved the fruit. So, yeah. Because, like, yeah. you want to be God and yeah. I want to be God. Yeah. And guess what? We can't both be God. Mm-hmm. And that's why we feel disconnected. Yeah. Because we actually are, in a fundamental way, in sin, disconnected from each other. Yes. So it shouldn't really surprise us. No. That we feel this. It should be very 
What should surprise think- us is the fact that sometimes we actually feel connected to other people. I know. It's weird, right? Yes. The fact that we can actually go to somebody and go, my man, for maybe, <laughs> <laughs> for a split second, yeah. right? No, I know. Because that's, that's really difficult. Like you said, that you're not going to feel connected to people, even if people c- come to you and say, oh, I'm right here. Mm-hmm. Because, They're there. I'm right here. It's yeah, like, no, it's, I, yeah. I don't, I can't, I can't believe it, right? Yeah. You're doing it for your own motives or. Yeah. You're just yeah, saying you're that. You're just saying that. Yeah. And nobody knows this more than anybody who can remember their teenage years. <laughs> yes. It is rough experiencing 16 through 19. Don't know why, but there's those are rough years. Rough. I would difficulty. not want to do my teenage years again. Honestly, like fourteen to like twenty. I am very happy that we don't have to relive years. I know. Because at those this are point, not the years. Like maybe like seven years old. I kind of hit would, my prime. <laughs> like that you was prime time, baby. You peaked too soon. Seven to no. nine. Yep, no. I did. I did. I I just shone. Too, I was a star that shone too brightly and burned itself out. Yeah. No, I would not go back to any time. I no, feel, I don't it think would I just be so. It it would be unsatisfactory, and mm-hmm. it would be anti exploration because you've already done that. Mm-hmm. You've already been seven. Mm-hmm. But like, what if you were just an age repeated? Like, like you just never aged. I guess would be. But you're like. Oh. But like that would be weird though too because everybody else is around you is aging, and so yeah. then you're like constantly formatting that stage of your life over There's and over again. There's that book, Talk Everlasting. Oh, okay. What's that one about? I, I about, remember about a family who does just that. They oh. find a, a magical spring, and they yeah. they didn't know it, but they drank from it, and it they couldn't die then. Yeah. And then a, a, another outsider finds out about the spring, and then the whole question is whether she's going to, to drink mm. from the spring or not. Yeah. And, like, and they're the already several... kind of warning her. Yeah. Of like, they're what already it's like... To, to live hundreds of years. Years, yeah. And everybody, you know... Like, just you so know many and, funerals to go to. No, exactly. That's something they bring up. <laughs> it's like... has been married 12 times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Weddings and funerals and weddings and funerals. Yeah. Right, and that too is like, if you were to get married, your, your spouse would just grow old and die. What, what, couldn't they drink the drink? I don't think they did. Oh. They, like, they no. Didn't. And then at the end of the book, the, the well gets destroyed. And then oh, it kind of like kapoof. removes, removes Ruins that. Removes the temptation. Yeah. She's like, I didn't want to drink from that stupid well anyways. <laughs> I think that idea though, like with encouragement, a lot of times we were looking for pacification, whereas I think to think of the word courage like it's a boldening like it's a quickening yes. your step of like let's charge into battle once more once more into yeah. the breach dear friends once more exactly it's not of like oh i feel a little bit better it's like no i want to take up arms again yes. it's kind of like i was wounded and now i'm taking up arms again i was again. weary but now i can i can go on again yeah so now we douse the fire too early Lay me down, oh, lay me down. I was roused, now I am weary. Lay me down, oh, lay me down. But you need encouragement not to do that. Yeah, <laughs> pacification of not to get angry at my short-term memory loss and yeah. my long-term memory loss and my memory memory loss. What was that? <laughs> but, um, seriously, though. I think what you experience is is the fact that you're human and frail and fragile and mm-hmm. not as capable as other people. Mm-hmm. And definitely not as smart and good looking as your brother. I know. And just... it can be a downer. I'm but just, just think of how much shadow. I suffer bearing this weight of yeah, good looks. It's, yeah. It's not easy. No. It it, it is can't a be. trail of sorrows. Yeah. Man of sorrows. Mm-hmm. I am the man of constant sorrow. I've seen trouble all my day. The reason encouragement is so important is because it's it's that upbuilding. Mm-hmm. It's 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 positive, but it's not positive in a 
flowery or artificial or temporary way. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's those people in life who kind of like have the little, let's just get at it and dig the in. Jiminy Cricket? I don't know. Like, just like, yeah, we're, it's going to be a good day. Encouragement, uh, like the encouragement, are just, like, cheerful no matter what happens. Yeah, like because encouragement is goes beyond like it's it's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, and yeah. It, it is. I guess I would call that pacification. Three like it, it, it's like oh, it'll work out in the end. And yes, don't worry about it. It'll come together or whatever. I mean, like that. It's not like they're saying untrue things, but no, but. The fact of the matter is, it's not is, particularly it, helpful. But it is a little bit true, untrue to say like, "Oh, it's going to be great," and you're in the middle of a war zone and bombs are raining down on you. Encouragement I is like, that, like it'll work out in the end. Yeah, it's like because like I mean, eventually you'll die. And that's how it's going to work yeah. out. So, well, I do think that if you're going to encourage somebody or being talking about encouragement, the fact of the matter is, death is what. The question of death is what we're all facing. Mm-hmm. That we live so that we can die. Like we should really view so that every moment we spend on Earth is like, how is this preparing me to die? Mm-hmm. Because it's going to happen, right? And you can run away from it and try not to think about it, but if you do those things, you actually end up having a less fulfilling and less meaningful life mm-hmm. because you've basically you've shunted off the inevitable. Oh, it's it's like um Fudge in in the Harry Potter series. He's he's ignoring the fact that you know who is back. Mm. Right? And because he doesn't doesn't pay attention to that th- he doesn't pay attention to that truth, that that fact, yeah. that hard fact, he's a flop troll. <laughs> 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 Do you want to explain what that word means? A flip troll is somebody. <laughs> it's like um, it, you don't want to be a flip troll because a flip troll is is somebody who is a loser. <laughs> totally. Like a total big time loser. Um, it sounds like what it means. <laughs> like they flop and they drool and. <laughs> <laughs> it is somebody who couldn't always, possibly like, get something right if they like, wanted to. Well, it's incompetence too, yes, and like that, usually people put in positions where they need to be competent, and then they're not. Like they're completely incompetent, but then they just go around kind of like faking mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. <laughs> fluffing and drooling around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's terrible. I I do appreciate the the. the, the small amounts of, of an ancient Dutch culture that, you know, runs in <laughs> my vein. Permeate, permeates right through there. Because I think a flub troll is just such a great word that should be kind of... Well, it's like yeah. the Yiddish words that get added yeah, to... the absolutely. To, like, yeah, absolutely. Because, like, because it's like, definitely... Oh, you know, kvetch. Kvetch. Kvetch is one of my, my favorite Yiddish words. Yeah. You can't really, like, to say kvetch is, like, ex- incessant complaining. Yeah. And, like, that bitter, like, that complaining that comes from your gut. Yeah. You know, you're like, ah, oh, it's convention again. Yeah. You know. It sounds so good, too. It does, doesn't yeah. it? You know, because sometimes you don't want to say stop your whining because, like, whining just sounds like you are. Stop your whining. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I think what it's another one of those simple, not easy things. Mm-hmm. Because what it is is it's reminding people of the gospel mm-hmm. and talking them to that to them about that and then acting out what it is that's bother, bothering them yeah it, it's tackling the monster yeah it's it is charging into the breach mm-hmm. it's it's seeing that there are foes to be defeated and and that's what it, yeah. it takes how can I go alongside you with in it? Yeah. Alongside with it and alongside How can we you? link arm in arm together? <laughs> how can we link arm in arm? Yes. Yeah, that's the question. I think we stand side by side, you stick one crooked elbow out and like that's how you 
link arms, isn't it? I, now all I can see is the Mary Poppins. Shoulder, shoulder, to <laughs> the fray. <laughs> our daughters, daughters, will adore us as we sing in grateful chorus. Well done! Well done! Well done, sister suffragettes! <laughs> See? Pertinent. And that Always. there, dear friends, is encouragement. Well, I think laughter is encouraging. Oh. If you don't have humor in your life, I, I don't... Get some. <laughs> Get you some of that. Don, the world is so full of a number of things. I'm sure we should all be as happy as... But are we? No. Definitely no. Positively no. Decidedly no. Uh-uh. Short people have long faces. And long people have short faces. Big people have little humor, and little people have no humor at all. <laughs> and in the words of that immortal bard, Samuel J. Snodgrass, as he was about to be led to the guillotine, make them laugh, make them laugh. Don't you know everyone wants to laugh? <laughs> my dad said, be an actor, my son. But be a comical one, they'll be standing in line. For those old honky-tonk monkey shines Or you could study Shakespeare and be quite elite And you could charm the critics and have nothing to eat Just slip on a banana peel, the world's at your feet Make them laugh, make them laugh, make them laugh Well, <laughs> it is... We, we touched on something. It's a remedy because we mm -hmm. talked about why why people need encouragement is they feel disassociated, disconnected depressed um laughter humor yeah. fixes all those things it does. and it's it's a way to embolden yourself mm -hmm. it, why do you think soldiers have dark humor like mm -hmm. they are it, it's part of getting yourself ready for a difficult yeah task. it mentally prepares you yeah to suffer yeah and, and that's what good humor is too is and um, i think it also humor gets you comfortable with the absurd and we mm. talked about how suffering is kind of absurd. Yes. Right? Is that meaninglessness? Yep. Um, which is a little different than absurd, but work with me here. Um, but Stretching the meaning beyond <laughs> the breaking point. Did I? No, I'm just okay. making... I'm, I'm being comedic. Are you? No. I am. <laughs> so, but if you can get comfortable in those spaces of, of absurdity... And see the humor in it, it will make it easier when the dark absurdities mm -hmm. happen. What what humor does is it, it it helps you to realize that everything is is serious, but not like everything is important, but not serious. Mm. I think that's the yeah. Chesterton quote. Yeah, you can look that up. Like, I, like humor, I think humor also shows that it's not important and it's not serious. Well. <laughs> I think humor reminds should kind of ultimately remind us that we are going to die. Well, yeah. that, that is kind of the funny part. The thing how funny it is how you will spend a whole lifetime working just to die. Mm -hmm. It's just like it, it is absurd and it's it's crazy. It, it, it's it's if you don't see that you need to have more in your life than you're, you're missing the point of life. Like what if, more if, in your life, like more, more humor in your life. If mm. you're, if you're, you need to have more than just the act of being alive mm. in your life. Mm -hmm. You need to have the meaning of a life that leads up to a good death. You want to repeat that? You have to have <laughs> a life that builds up in meaning to a good death. Yeah. Yeah. You did it. I just like seeing your eyes like track your finger. You should have seen it, guys. Well, okay, but like... No, the, I, I do that the too. The thoughts have to come from like the lizard brain part. Yeah. And up through, through the prefrontal cortex. Yeah. Swirl around. Somehow make it out through the lips without too much stuttering. Yeah. In, in a clear and concise way. It's really quite a phenomenal 
phenomena. It is quite a phenomena. Do 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 do. Phenomena. Well, that should be a sign of encouragement. The fact that we can talk and communicate. Mm -hmm. I think that what is something that is hard to see in old people is that the body degrades to such a point sometimes that your thoughts and your words and your actions are no longer your thoughts and your Mm -hmm. words and actions. Mm -hmm. It makes you very thankful that you are in the, you are capable to possess possess yourself that's a weird way to put it um yeah but, but there are diseases yeah. earlier like i yeah i i mean i i can relate in a small way of not feeling like me yeah like there's definitely times where i'm like i and it's frustrating not to feel like who you are and yet you are you and you're not who you are <laughs> you're not who you said you are <laughs> uh yeah but that's just another interesting layer to our existence that we're aware of when we are ourselves and when we're not ourselves and yeah, looking not... for who we are. and How can I possibly not feel like myself? Right. But, you, but I don't feel like myself. Yeah. I am someone else. <laughs> who is not. me? Yes. <laughs> but you don't feel like a completely different person. No. It is... You feel like you not feeling like you. Exactly. And, and that alone is unsettling. That you can... <laughs> that sentence or that feeling? <laughs> that feeling. Okay. <laughs> um, that you can be in such a state where you realize that you are not behaving how you would typically want to or just even would behave. Yeah. And you see it very much in children who are overtired. Mm-hmm. Right? As soon as, as, soon as they don't have enough sleep, they can't mm-hmm. they can't function yeah, yeah but the th- weird thing is adults can't function without sleep either no it, it but it, what happens is because we have more tools and more language um and caffeine and and so yes. on we can mask the fact that we are not ourselves mm-hmm. for longer which makes it worse mm-hmm. so that by the time the facade crumbs crumbling down yeah it's it can be too late. And everybody's like, "Wait, what the heck?" Yeah, What's why wrong are you? With you? Yes. Yeah. I'm talking about not feeling like yourself. Yeah. You get sick, and then you you try to do physical activity, and you're just like, man. Yeah, and you're just doesn't... walking around work, and you're just like not doing your job the same that you normally would. And... I always find that so disheartening. It because is because I disheartening. want to do a good job, but at the same time. Well, when you feel like, like that, it feels you like don't. It's like you're want... going through the motions of life, and you're yes. like, "I'm trying to live a nice life, and I'm just going through the motions." <laughs> I don't know, and like well, sometimes you like clearly, yeah. sometimes you have to do that. Yep. Uh, to work yourself through to the next stage where you can actually kind of enjoy it, and then you get sick again. Mm-hmm. But it, that's another weird thing about existence: is it feels like you're going through the motions when going through the motions is what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? No, I, I've heard lots of people um, talk about going through the motions is not necessarily a bad thing. No. Because that's what you have to do. But it can be a frustrating feeling of like mm-hmm. when you've been sick and you go to work before you're feeling 100% mm-hmm. and then you're just like, you're just not engaging in your work, your tasks the same way as you normally do. Yeah, and everything is just more difficult. Duller. Definitely more duller. Yeah. Most duller. Most duller. (laughs) It's the dullest. The most dullest. The most dullest? Yes. Somebody in this house got accused of being an owl. (sighs) Who? (laughs) (laughs) Got me! Wow! I'm so embarrassed. I did not see that one coming. You almost, you almost didn't get it though. You almost. I said stopped who. myself. I was. I, what? Yeah, you stopped yourself, but you, you almost for a split second said who. Well, because I wanted to play along, but then I'm oh. like, oh, such a piece of work. This is me bringing humor into oh, your is humdrum it life. Okay, you're just gonna. Get if me. we can bring a little joy into your humdrum life. If we bring a little joy into your humdrum life, it makes us feel as though our hard work ain't been in vain for nothing. 
With it being a basic Christian principle and something we are exhorted to do, why is it so difficult for us to do it? Simple. We're just, humanly speaking, not inclined to do it. Mm -hmm. Because, like we said, to encourage somebody is to look outside yourself. Yeah. And to receive encouragement is to begin to look outside yourself. Mm -hmm. So. And to be humbled. Yeah. Because you're in a position where you need to be encouraged. And that's humbling. Yeah. And sometimes you need to be encouraged because you're not doing the right things. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, that's that's the thing, too. Like, encouragement and exhortation kind of kind of linked things. I think exhortation is more that you're doing the negative thing. Mm. Right? To mm-hmm. be exhorted to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And encouraged is to be brought from from the low, low. You stay path. on the right path. You yeah. You know yeah. But I do think that they're they're similar, and a lot of times you you start with ex uh, you start with encouragement, and it moves on to exhortation. Mm-hmm. And but it's it kind of is like how hard do you crack the whip? Yeehaw! Really hard. You really hard. Yep. Especially in my case. But with why don't we do it? It's also because we don't practice it. And then we're like, oh, we're not good at it. Mm-hmm. Well, of course you're not good at it because you never practice it. it. We're scared. Well, yeah, because it's scary because what if you do it wrong? Oh, probably you look like a doofus. And yeah. like you don't want to look like a doofus. Nope. But if you don't encourage people, you're probably a flip troll. <laughs> uh, have we said all we want to say? Is there more you want to say? I didn't even know we were going to talk about this, honestly. Yeah. Well, you just showed up. We showed riding up. Riding on your... your uh, what is it? that you, Your big horse? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say high horse, but I'm like, that's not the same. Why? Yeah. He came riding in on his white horse or something like that. Yeah. Uh... Is that the saying? He came. You just came and riding in on your your he came, donkey. <laughs> he came. He came loping into town on his beat up Chevrolet and. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. We haven't. I don't know if we've encouraged our listeners. Well, we can definitely encourage them to take a look at the Etsy shop. Mm. Be stalwart, steadfast. Mm-hmm. Look for good products. That will enlighten the soul to a greater ideal. Your face just looks so dead when you said that. Like it was dead serious. Serious, yeah. Because there is nothing more serious than the fact that you need to have better products in your home. Not more. Yeah. Have you heard the recent Amazon commercial? It's like you can just like save yourself on stuff. Stuff you need, stuff you don't need. Stuff for in the kitchen. Oh, really? That's, that's, they got a little jingle. It's like stuff, 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 stuff. It's commercializing. It's for the Christmas season. Yeah. It's absolutely, it makes you never want to shop at Amazon again, but you know you will because it's Amazon. But <laughs> <laughs> the fact of the matter is, is this is not that. Well, honestly, though, I do hope that what I make when, when people bring it into their, their lives, it is encouraging to them, whether just by the sheer beauty of it or the way that it's been made or that they get to see it when they're doing the dishes or they get to see it when they're, you know, mm-hmm. they, they put it on before they go out, out of the house. Like, I really hope that gives people a boost, like, it, and it, uh, they think of the story behind it and that they... They see craft and they see beauty entwined into one material object. Yeah, and that that's encouraging, hopefully. It should be encouraging. The fact that we are created beings who are, have the capacity to recreate. Yeah. That we can take things from around us and turn them into something completely new. That you can, one, grow flowers, which in themselves are beautiful. And then continue on the story of 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 that beauty basically yeah it's not in a way with the natural plant dying it's not just emulating natural beauty it's just codifying and preserving natural beauty. yeah i really feel like that's what i'm doing it it feels different than 
like when painting, trying to capture it, mm-hmm. the, um, the, um, or I don't know, like, I feel it. like you're not replicating. I feel it. like didn't like Manet, like you try to like, D- you know, capture it. the glistening light yeah, or something yeah. like that. Uh, so you, you, with painting, you, you try to capture the spirit, but I feel very much more like with the plant dying, it's a uh, preservation. Uh, and I, I, I'm trying to think of, of what to, to liken it to, but yeah, it does feel like you are, you're taking, yeah, this, in, this ingredient. It feels like really fancy pressed flowers. Yeah. Yeah. But it, yeah, exactly. But it, it's, it's in a way that you can use them, use it and that you don't have to worry about like crumbling them into dust. Yes. <laughs> but I also, I, I. I do love the, uh, I probably overuse this word at this point, but the ethereal nature of it, that uh, the the plants will be gone. Like there's that growing season and it will crumble to, to dust. Yeah. Like it will die. Yeah. Uh, and, and flowers uh, bloom fairly quickly and die fairly quickly as, as mm-hmm. far as crops go. That's right. Actually, and, I was just, you just sparked a a cost comparison analysis oh how much does a pack of our tea towels cost Uh, i think currently 25 okay so if there's any gentleman listening right now you know how much it costs to buy your wife girlfriend a bouquet of flowers it costs at minimum 25 dollars most of the time for the nice one we're talking 35 40 dollars you can basically have a preserved bouquet of flowers mm-hmm. for the price of one bouquet yeah. that you can use. Like yeah. It actually brings function into your home. Yeah. And beauty. Or for the cost of two, you can have a silk scarf. Yeah. So that's that's crazy. Yeah. To, to me. That, the, yes. that that Like that just put totally into perspective that this is not an overpriced item. And if you go to the sh- sh- shop and you were like, wow, this is really expensive. It's like, no, life is really expensive. And remember that you die. So you can't take it with you. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but we die. So you can take it with you. <laughs> <laughs> we die. So you don't have to. I, that's where we're ending it. always gets this really smug little coy face when we're ending it, by the way, people. It's it's like my he, clue. He just has this little, like, like little, mm, little nod, it's little just smirk. A little smirk and nod to, like, yeah, that's right. We killed this one. Solid gold <laughs> in there. killed it? Yes. Solid gold. And now we want to remind you all to stay, stay wacky. wacky.